If you don't have a budget, you become very, very creative. And because of low budget, you, be, you, you have to find out what the real essence of what you want to say. And you're going to find it and you're going to make it with no budget even. Welcome to Virtually Live by Kultura. In this podcast, we'll try to sum up all the latest and greatest in marketing, and specifically in event marketing. To help us do that, we've invited prominent marketing and business leaders to share their most important lessons and give their best predictions for the coming years. On this week's episode of Virtually Live, listen in on Noah Zmora, Kultura's VP brand, and Leo Raz of Fauda and Hintonman fame as they talk branding, marketing, and what marketers can learn from showbiz about creating impactful and meaningful messages to their audiences. Hi everyone, joining us virtually live from virtually all over the world. I am Noah Zmora, head of brand at Kultura, and I hope you enjoyed our event, learned a thing or two, and even made some new friends. We have one session left. Now, you've probably seen him before in Fauda, Six Underground, and most recently Hit and Run, but we know Lior from way back. About a decade ago, he was involved in the early days of Kaltura, and we stayed in close touch ever since. Please welcome producer, writer, actor and former marketeer, Lior Raz. Thank you. Hi, Lior. We're thrilled to have you with us today. We know how busy you are these days, on route between Hollywood and Tel Aviv, so thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. For sure. I'm very excited to talk to you today. You have an extensive body of work. Most people probably know you from Fauda and Hit and Run, but what many don't know is that you also have a background in marketing. Could you walk us through your journey as a content creator and explain how marketing ties into all that? Um, first of all, when I, when, I, when I finished the army, the Israeli, I was in the special forces in Israel, and then I left to LA. I, live, I, was worked, I, worked in, I worked there as a bodyguard. I came to Israel, back to Israel. I started to work in a, in a Back in the day, it was uh, very like a communication company, technology. It was Tadiran Communication. I was the head of, of Jerusalem branch. Very successful one, actually. Um, I was very good in marketing. And then I started, I realized that I want to be an actor. So I went to, I studied for three years in acting school. Um, but to be an actor, it's, it's very hard. Most of the time, you're not succeeding. You know, it's uh, most of the time you're getting no That's and right. no and no and no. So I wanted to be successful, man. I have a huge ego, so I couldn't stand it. Um, and I, um, by, by, by chance, I was visiting the, the, the biggest uh, um, phone company in Israel called Selkum, just visiting a friend. I met the marketing, uh, the head of marketing over there. We said hi, we switched telephones, phones, and then I went back, back home. I was on my roof drinking beer, like an unemployed actor, getting a call and this guy saying, so Lior, you are producing commercials, right? He was just, he mixed me with another person. And I said, like, took me five seconds. Of course, said, of course I'm producing uh, <laughs> commercials. And then I opened my first company, production wow. company of, uh, of commercials. And I was very good and creative. And there is a, a um, the company called BBDO um, asked me to come and to be a creative director over there. 
I went, I, I came and I've, I've been creative director over there. And then I was the head of digital in BBDO. And Actually, then I know it, that you are one of the digital marketing pioneers yeah. in Israel and BBDO specifically. Yeah, we started, we started, it was kind of a guerrilla marketing. Nobody knew how to attack this field. And from the second I started to work in BBDO, I tried to convince everyone to move to video. I thought that the best marketing is through video and through emotions and not through banners, not through anything else, not through text, not, no lines, no good uh, uh, copywriting. It's all about content. And we started, I think I was the first one in Israel who did uh, um, um, put, uh, took a huge uh, Philips, you know, the shaving. And I did f just for them a huge event and a huge TV show just for them. They paid. Nobody knew it's it's Philips paid, so it's what well, it was probably not uh, <laughs> legal back in the day. But that's what I did, and so I, I thought that through content you can market, uh, and and you and you will touch people' emotions, and through that you can sell whatever you want. Lior, let's admit it. You are a master at keeping people glued to the screen and on the edge of their seats. Could you clue us in on some secrets to making awesome and addictive content? First of all, there is no secrets because you can never know, you cannot predict if some fun, something that you write is going to be a hit or not. Um, it's all about the emotional journey of the characters, the taking us, the viewers, uh, and and we are very invested in their emotions and we want to and this is one thing the other thing is not to judge anyone on screen you cannot judge your characters you should love all the characters that you write even if they are the bad guys if even they are doing cruel and crazy things so um, I think and, and you need to that's it you need to love your characters and to understand that people want to have they don't need a lot of explosion they don't need anything big they just need two people with a huge uh, urge to say what they want and you want to listen to them or you want to be part of their life it's it's very simple you don't have to be yeah, to do everything yeah and authentic probably. Exactly. and we'll get to it in a sec and i think this is super interesting and also ties to my next question as marketeers across the board understand exactly how valuable quality content is, whether it's videos or blogs or microcopy. But at the end of the day, content aims to sell, not just entertain or educate. So my question to you, Lior, is how do we make content that's entertaining, educational, gets people to buy and still stands out? First of all, you need to understand the essence of the brand what you really want, want to sell and what do you want to say about yourself? Because people need to connect to you as a brand and, 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 and now brands are much bigger than just being brands. They, are, they, are, they want to say something to the world. Storyteller. So, yeah. So you have to understand what story you want to tell. And when you, say, when you understand that, so you have the essence, so then you need to create a content that will make people, people want now in those days, they want to laugh, they want to have fun, nobody want to suffer. We want to be uh, uh, fully commit to the characters that we have, even it's, if it's in commercial, even if it's, it's in blog, even if it's a podcast, doesn't matter. And, and you, you, you want to give them even two seconds of joy, five seconds of joy. 
you need to, 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 to show them that you think and you know that they are very smart. Because sometimes we all want to go the, to the lowest uh, uh, common, uh, common ground, common ground for, for, to give people you know, simple things. But no, people are very clever. And our kids are much cleverer than us. For sure. And our kids want sophistic, sophisticated content. They don't want to just, you know, they don't want to have simple things and they don't want us to um, disrespect them. We need to respect them in order to sell them. I agree. I totally agree. And, bo and both of us want to buy something from a brand that you related to his, uh, to his uh, Definitely. values. Definitely. And, and tell me, when you created Fauda, did you have in mind any thoughts about educating the crowds? No. Or was it just an after effect that you could have never expected? When we wrote Fauda, we thought it was just for ourselves. We didn't know that Fado was going to be very, very successful. We thought that nobody, nobody will watch that show because actually, when we tried to sell it, nobody wanted it. Um, there was just one person who really believed in our show. And, and, and when we started to write it, we didn't expect anything. We just wanted to puke the thing that we had in our soul, in our heart, in our mind for years uh, about our service, about the mental price that we paid for what we did. So we, we just wanted to write something kind of a healing process for us. Uh, for me and my co-creator Avi Zakharov, and we didn't thought that we're gonna change something in people's minds and hearts. But in the end of the day, we know that Fauda did make a change. And, and I'll give you an example that, in the, like a month ago, I think there was a huge article in the in the one of the Egyptians' uh, uh, newspapers that said that we because of, because of Fauda and hit and run, we changed the point of view of the Arab young people in the Arab world of how Israelis looks now and how to because this is the first time that they see that we are human beings in a way they're doing bad stuff and good stuff that we are you know like all the people in the world and so it's really really changed the way that they see yeah, us and I know it because I'm, 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 I'm traveling all over even in the Arab world and I see the change that it made in, in, in the perspective of people, how they see Israel, and also Israelis, how they see Palestinians. So we didn't try to do it, but it happens. Amazing. And as you probably know, the world of marketing is full of mantras, right? About what works and what doesn't. And this is especially true for content. Keep it short and simple, they tell you. Or writing is rewriting and many more. When the competition is so fierce, I think we all try to do things differently and push the envelope. But can we really know in advance how well our content will be received? And are there any general rules you follow to create popular content? No, you can't. You don't know. Because if we, if we were know about how to do it, so everybody, you know, there is, if there is any recipe for that, so we all probably would be very I'm successful following. content makers. There is a saying you said about mantra. You know what's my mantra? What? Relax, nothing is under control. You know, you cannot, you just do your best. Challenge yourself. Don't think about the audience. Don't think about what people will love or not. Just do the thing that you think that's going to be good. And if you do good, you, it will be probably good. Right. And let's talk about another challenge, budget. Most businesses don't have the resources or the deep pockets that Netflix, but even smaller media companies have. 
as someone who's been on both high-end and low-budget productions, is there a way to create awesome content without significant resources? With nothing. Really? With, with $5, I can make you great content. Really. You just need to get, have, have a good idea. You see in YouTube. You see in YouTube people doing amazing things, so many people watching it, just someone with a guitar in Nicaragua sitting on the beach and doing something or a woman dancing in a way that people never thought that she would dance or someone who put lipstick on his belly button and do something like, I don't know what. You can find a good content. We, you know, Fauda, we made it in it, so low budget. It was low, low budget. It doesn't matter. If it's a good content, it's a good content. If, if, it's a, if you invest in, 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 in serious, you have to invest in relationships. You have to invest with, in people. You have to invest in their journey not about anything else. So, and, all, and sometimes because you have a low budget, uh, uh, if you don't have a budget, you become very, very creative. And because of low budget, you, be, you, you have to find out what the real essence of what you want to say. And you're going to find it and you're going to make it with no budget even. So budget is nothing. I hope that my boss doesn't listen right now. And uh, I hope that my <laughs> uh, uh, um, uh, partner in my production company doesn't listen as well. Amazing. Um, because we, we also, you know, we just need more budget. Exactly, more budget. exactly. Um, in recent years, there's a general understanding that whether you are a B2C marketeer, selling directly to consumers, or a B2B marketeer, targeting organizations, Marketing is essentially selling products and services to people. So what I'm curious about, Liori, is how do you make your content super personal and create this emotional connection with your audience? Uh, so for it's, there are two th different things. In TV shows or movies that I'm writing, I'm just bringing my personal experience and I'm writing about things that I think that I would love to watch and I think they're going to move me, okay? Um, in commercials or in content that I know it's for marketing, um, I'm trying to think about the audience, you know? Who's the audience? What I want to tell him? How do I, I want to tell him that? And, and, and I want to be very um, intimate with him and with his needs. But I have to understand his needs very, very well in order to do that, even if it's... Uh, huge global uh, uh, company or it's uh, just one person that sits uh, in, in, in uh, Texas uh, and, and, you know, just by herself. Of course. And it's very easy for marketeers to do things based on their personal experiences, their beliefs and ideas, yet we must always remember that we are not the customers or users. So at least we do not represent everything single one of them. Perhaps it's not as frowned upon in entertainment, but still, how do you suggest marketeers find this balance between what they like personally and what their audience prefers? First of all, you have to think about yourself, it's just like an actor. You just need to put yourself in the situation of your, of your customer. And when you are there, if you want to make them laugh, you need to laugh yeah. Yourself. At yourself because otherwise you're just trying to do things you're not really really this is you know a good marketeer supposed to feel 
uh, how his, 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 cust his customers feeling. You know, he have to, uh, otherwise he's just shooting in the dark. Yeah. And we want to be very, very specific in what we're saying, what we're doing. And you have to do some researches, you know, and also um, uh, focus groups and just try First of all, before you go to the to the campaign, before you start writing, go and 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 start to to look what's your audience are what, what are they watching, what do they like, what is their language, how they speak, how they entertain themselves, and what they drink, what they eat, everything. Just be there as a, like an actor, and then when you're there, you can start thinking the way that they are thinking. Because if we are thinking that oh they. Probably, you know, they think like that, and they do like that, and they eat like that, and we just imagine it. We will, we will not, uh, we will not succeed for sure. That's actually an amazing tip. Like an actor prepares for a role, right? Yeah, definitely. You have to embrace the way of thinking of your audience. Otherwise, you cannot sell them anything. Right, right, and because you know what, when I was uh, when I was um, interviewing people to work with me or under me. In, the, in, in BBDO or, uh, or in my production company, if someone was an actor, for sure he had an advantage of anyone else because he know how to, to look at the customer, to feel like him, to get connected to him, to understand the way of, of, of his feelings, of his emotions, and just because of his that, pains. his pains, his needs, everything, and then because he's very, uh, um, um, he, he become part of him part of the, of the customer and then you, you can create for him. That's super, super interesting. I'll try it myself. <laughs> um, I'm doing some <clears> courses. <laughs> another, another issue is authenticity. Um, when we present everything as the best and promise them the world, customers see right through the BS. Yet we don't want to be dull. So how can we still create content that excites uh, without compromising on authenticity? You just answer it. You don't compromise on authenticity. That's it. That's it. That's it. Because otherwise you become um, mediocre. Okay? So you don't want it to be, you want it to be very successful in what you're saying and what you're doing. Don't compromise on anything in life. Lior, unfortunately, we are nearing the end of our time. But I must ask you one more question. As you can imagine or even recall from your previous career, many of our viewers are hard at work right now, thinking, strategizing, and trying to figure out their plans for 2022. Could you perhaps share with us what's in store for you in the upcoming year? 2022? Yeah. Okay, first of all, we are shooting uh, next two weeks. We're starting to shoot Fauda for season. Um, we have another big documentary show that we're doing for uh, a huge broadcaster in the US. Yeah. We have a new TV show for Netflix. We have another new movie for Netflix. Wow. Um, yeah, we, our hands are full and we are just creating and creating all day. We, have, uh, we are developing our production company in the US. Um, that's it, and I'm trying to be with my family. <laughs> this is the most important thing. Wow, sounds like you're going to have a very busy year. Yeah, Your hopefully. Raz, it's been a pleasure. I want to thank you so much. Thank you, Anna.
Thank you to our host, Noah Zmore, and to our amazing guest, Leo Raz, for joining us today. Stay tuned for more virtual live content when we come back with season two. Thanks for tuning in.